Hey there, lovelies. Welcome to my podcast, Carpooling. It's your girl, Alyssa. I wanted to get right into saying that this podcast is a safe haven for anyone needing it. This is a space where you can unwind and be your authentic self. It's a space that promotes kindness, respect, and love. And on this podcast, we show empathy and compassion. I am by no means perfect, but none of us are. We are all flawed, but I have the same rights as you to love mine. Okay, so I know I wasn't on here last week and life just got a little busy um, and I didn't really have anything to chat about, but as life goes, it's going to keep happening whether we want it to or not. Um, And I've just been seeing so many things revolving around kids. Um, So I wanted to talk about that. I have always had one viewpoint surrounding kids my entire life, but that's changed. Um, And recently, my niece um, passed away. She was 15 months. And um, that just has me thinking and wanted to talk about it today. So as I get older, I think about kids a lot. Like I mentioned, I've had one viewpoint of them most of my life. And I've always said that I did not want kids for so many different reasons, which I will go into detail later on. Um, But society just pressures women into feeling like we should have a husband and kids by a certain age, that we are here to reproduce. So that is all we should be doing. No matter how we evolve as a whole, there are still going to be people with a caveman mentality. It's usually the people talking about these things that don't even carry women. Um, They don't do the caring, but they have opinions on our reproductive system and so many viewpoints that are gender specific. The pressure that is placed on a female's shoulder to bear children is monumental and not everyone is meant to be a mother. Just having the tools to reproduce doesn't mean you should, which is a prime example of what happened with my niece. You know, um, not everyone is raised in a good home and is taught or shown how to be a good mother. Not to say that someone in a broken home can't be a good parent. These are just the things that I think of or I have always thought uh, growing up in foster care and not really having, you know, that stability. Some people are raised with no parents at all and manage to be great ones themselves. I am so um, hesitant to say this, but let me explain, okay? I've never liked kids. Even as a kid, I didn't like kids. I avoided them at all costs because, man, kids can be mean. And I was constantly picked on for being fat, black, or for not having parents. Kids will really make you want to kill yourself. 
And it doesn't matter how old you get, their inability <laughs> to not say whatever is on their mind <clears throat> will really have you feeling some type of way about yourself. And then there are kids who don't have filters, right? And then there are kids who are just mean. Like these kids, this was in-person bullying. I couldn't block them or decide to stop using a specific platform. I had to keep going to school every day. I had to hide in the bathroom to eat my lunch. I had to give up my lunch money. I was the kid that was always with the adults growing up because it was safer. So here I am as a kid, not liking my peers because of how mean they are. And I don't know, that just, it, it only got stronger the older I got. When I got adopted, I thought, I was going to be done with kids. I was 14. It was just going to be me and my parents. Nope. Of course, if you've heard any of my episodes prior to this, you know my parents didn't stop fostering. And those kids ruined my life. I felt like they did. I mean, they were taking part in my happy ever after, and I didn't like that. And they just didn't know how to behave. I was embarrassed everywhere we went, but especially at school. I finally get some confidence about myself. I start finally start to fit in somewhere where I'm staying and I can actually make friends and connections. People find me funny. People like me. And here they are embarrassing me and making school more difficult putting me into situations that I wouldn't have gone through if I wasn't, if it wasn't for these foster kids living in my home. I was always being approached by other kids in school, kids I didn't know, and being told, your sister keeps giving me notes offering me sexual favors, or your white sister is so weird and tries to act like she's Hispanic. And I'm just like, I was constantly having to explain we weren't actually related and apologizing for their behaviors. So my dislike of kids just continued to grow. Fast forward a few years, I've graduated from college. I am just starting life, trying to figure out how to be an adult. Kids are not on the agenda. Yet, I get asked often when I'm going to find a man, get married, and have kids. Trust me. I wanted happy ever after, just, you know, minus the kids. I find myself daydreaming about being married, but kids just aren't in the picture. But outside of that, I'm applying everywhere to get a job so that I can manage my student loan debt. At this time, I'm living in Florida, not a bunch of opportunities for a creative writing major in a retirement state, um, but still, I'm applying everywhere. Finally, I get a job. And you guessed it, it's taking care of kids, out of daycare, no less. 
let me assure you now, this is not the story where I realize kids are my passion and I want a whole litter of them. Nope, not at all. It just reaffirmed everything I've always felt about them. Now, mind you, I'm an adult, 20-something years of age, terrified of kids. I've been bullied my entire life by them, so there is no love in my heart towards this job. This is a paycheck. I go in, I do my job, I clock out, and I'm done. Kids have no filters, and they say whatever they think, and I just wasn't emotionally built to deal with that. Well, these kids are one years old, so they can't talk. Despite that, I would never changed the diaper to my knowledge, and all the crying, oh, all the crying gets on my nerves. I don't have the patience. I need you to be able to tell me what you want. I, the, the tantrums, like I just, I don't have the patience for that. It definitely wasn't a good time for me. About six months into me working there, my mom gets a call from one of the girls that she used to foster. Um, she's had a baby and the state says, She isn't able to keep it. My parents at the time couldn't take the baby, so they peer pressured my older sister into taking her. So now we have a newborn. She's so tiny. She sleeps during the day. She's up most of the night. Keep in mind, I don't do kids. I just don't have the patience for all the crying and the neediness. They are solely dependent upon you. It's just too much. Well, if I am this way... My sister isn't any better. She is not maternal at all. She just isn't the lovey-dovey type. At least I'm like, I'm, I'm affectionate. I just don't have the patience. But she agrees to take the baby if she has help. So I'm sent to help her. Here I am, early 20s, working full-time at a daycare and taking care of a newborn newborn, 14 days old, I would ask myself constantly how that became my life. She grew on me. I fell in love with this little girl. I found myself being devoted to her. I spoiled her. She slept on me. We spent, I spent all her wakeful hours teaching her how to be a baby and then a toddler to the point of where she thought I was her mom. And in my heart, she felt like my kid. That toddler phase was intense. All the sass and tantrums, the yelling and talking back without really being able to talk back, they really pushed all the buttons. Then her biological mother tells us she's pregnant again. Well, Ruthie is one and a half by then. I am at my wit's end, taking care of her and working. My sister is going through depression. My parents are miles away trying to build up their restaurant. I tell them I can't take on another baby. I don't have the energy to devote to another baby. I didn't even want to take care of Ruth, which, okay, I love her now, but 
I am just so overwhelmed and I knew that I would be solely responsible for him. I just stopped falling asleep at work during nap time because Ruth is now sleeping through the night. Of course, no one listened to me and my sister ended up being pressured into taking Ruth's brother, Joseph. And the niece that passed away is their, was their sister, Gracie, 15 months, which is why she shouldn't have been with him or she shouldn't have been with her biological um, because they weren't fit to take care of kids, which is why we ended up with Gracie's siblings. Uh, so I'm going to try to get through this without crying. Um, so I was just starting to sleep through the night and of course no one listened to me. We ended up with Joseph. I've always said no to kids, but especially boys. They are so whiny and clingy. They are loud and chaotic their listening ears seem to be just broken. And I refused to take care of him. I knew if I didn't, then I would be stuck taking care of two babies that weren't mine, working at this daycare, and this would just be my life. I would not be able to become my own person. I, I knew that. Fast forward six months. I'm fully taking care of two kids because my mom guilted me into it, saying that I was neglecting Joseph and that was abuse. I ended up leaving home and starting my life over in Texas. I transferred my job. Yep, that same <laughs> daycare job. Uh, but instead, it was teaching three-year-olds. I worked with 25 three-year-olds and it just reaffirmed my thoughts on kids. They weren't for me. They were fine to play with and go on adventures, but after a time, I was ready to give them back. I moved back home a year and a half later because I had to. Ruth was three and a half and Joseph was two. And my mom spent so much time telling me that I favored Ruth and mistreated Joseph when they were babies, I find myself witnessing her doing the exact same thing with Joseph now. He can do no wrong, but Ruth gets in trouble for everything. I spent a year and a, I spent a year and a half back at home teaching her how to read and write and my mom wanting me to teach Joseph but the moment he starts whining or acts to leave our makeshift classroom, he didn't have to. So I leave home again with love in my heart for Joseph and Ruthie still being my girl. Fast forward to now. I am 30 years old. I work at a pet food company, so no more kids. I find myself online looking at kids that are so smart and respectful, and I think, wow, they are so well-behaved. 
Then I scroll and find a kid yelling and cursing, and I am reminded why I don't want any. I saw a post the other day about how if you are at a stop sign next to a middle school bus, they are going to ruin all your self-confidence by the time the light turns green. Straight facts. I am not saying that every single kid I've met, I've met has been cruel, cruel, but I've met enough to be weary of them. I've realized that I love being an aunt. I get to spoil them, have fun, and then give them back. I love the aspect of parenting, but I know I don't have the patience to be a mom. While I love Ruth and Joseph with all my heart, they get on my nerves. <laughs> when I was taking care of them, I found myself crying often and feeling overwhelmed. I didn't have a lot of patience and I was super stressed. I've learned a lot about myself in relations to kids. How they are as kids is a, re is a direct reflection of how they are being raised. Teaching your kid right from wrong. Teaching them about inclusion, equality, love, and being a kind human being is so imperative. There will always be kids that are taught to be cruel, but that is not every single kid. My best friends are raising fantastic kids. They both, they both have all boys and they are so kind and respectful. I've reevaluated my stance on kids because of them. My answer isn't an absolute no anymore, but it's certainly not a yes. It's a, we will see. And to me, that's hopeful compared to where I started. Before I peace out, I wanna leave you with this. Don't let anyone put you in a box. Have kids or don't have kids. Have them when you're 18 or 55, it's your life, and you have every right to lead and live it how you see fit. The only limitations your life has is the ones you put on it. We're supposed to grow and evolve. So the choices, the decisions, opinions that we have and make in our younger years are able to re are able to be revamped in our later years. Let's carpe diem this thing. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next Tuesday for more carpooling.